Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, 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 and welcome to the new normal. My name's Deborah Francis White, and this is the Guilty Feminists show on Instagram Live about life and feminism in lockdown. And today, my guest is the incredible Nikesh Shukla. Um, he has a new book out called Brown Baby, but he writes books all the time. The thing about Nikesh is he writes so many books, I can't actually keep up with it. I don't know how he writes so many books. He's very talented. Um, he's best known for compiling and um, also, of course, writing in The Good Immigrant, um, which was his idea and is an extraordinary uh, collection of essays and stories uh, from uh, immigrants in, in Britain or fam in people who are from immigrant families in Britain. Um, and, uh, and also there is now a USA edition, um, which is an immensely important, important uh piece of work and resource at uh this time especially in a week like this um i mean in a year like this in a decade like this in a racist system like this um so i'm very honored to have him on the show today i'm just waiting till we get a little bit more of a quorum because i don't want anyone to miss the beginning of uh of nikesh's new normal episode uh there are new t-shirts going up every day these t-shirts are print on demand and uh they're sourced locally so there's no waste so if you would like one uh go and check them out they're really brilliant uh the merch store make them and 100 percent of the profits go to the artist uh who ad-libbed the slogan we find something that the artist has said that day that we think would make a good t-shirt uh and hannah from the merch store prints that up only if you order it and uh, the merch store take no profit and neither does the guilty feminist it goes straight to the artists and many of the artists are comedians who live gig to gig um, and so that money means a lot to them. There are some brilliant new ones coming up. Uh, Melissa Bravo's that says Sunday Soul Sesh. Um, Siobhan McSweeney's uh, that says um, we've just got to survive this. Um, there are brilliant new ones, exciting ones. Ellen, Ellen, um, Ellen Jones is very popular, big gay mess. Um, there are lots and lots of uh, popular ones. Uh, Bleak Stericals is Macoma. So go and check them out. Go to guiltyfemist.com, look at our merch. And uh, you'll see the stay-at-home T-shirts, and they all have a quote uh, from the, and the name of the person who said it, uh, the new normal, and stay at home on them. Um, they're really good fun, and you know where the money's going. Right, um, 
I, someone's saying that's amazing in the merch store. We think so. It was their idea. It was Hannah from the merch store's idea, and she watches the show every day to find something. But obviously, you can suggest something that the guest has said as well. Let's see if we can get Nikesh on. Now I've got a quorum. Okay. Uh, let's see if he's there. I think he is. Yes. Going live with Nikesh in five, four, three. Two, one. There he is. And it worked. It doesn't always work. How's it going? Faffing around. Um, it's going well today, Nikesh. And you could tell I'm a feminist, but I was slightly late, partly because I was putting on eyeliner because I just couldn't. I couldn't come on without any eyeliner. Today. I was just like, I looked so bad. And I transformed myself in, a, in a, such a short period of time. And I think we're all grateful I made the effort. Uh, but also you're lying down to give the effect of nonchalance as well. It's true. And it's also, there are only so many places in this flat that I find I can plug in and get reception at the same time. So if it's a plug in and get reception at the same time kind of day, I'm in bed. <laughs> it's loose. It's in, this show should really be called In Bed with Deborah Francis White. That would be, that would be better. Um, looking back. I don't know why I called it the new normal looking back. How are you? How the hell are you? That's the first question of the new normal. How the hell are you, Nikesh? Uh, this afternoon, I am good. Yay! Um, it changes. Um, but I've had a very lovely afternoon with my kids, um, hanging out and reading with them and doing boring parent-child stuff. And they Dad weren't... stuff. Dad duty. And they weren't assholes today. So... And, and also it meant that I had an afternoon away from the news and an afternoon away from working on scripts and books that will probably never see the light of day, but having the news sort of ticking away in the background. So I uh, feel... I, feel, I, I feel hear that. Like, yeah. I hear that. Um, working in development while, while the news live streams is its own recipe for depression. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um... But yeah, everything you, you write does seem to get published, though. You are a very prolific. Well, I, I, think, I think I have the semblance of being prolific. I think I basically... No, have... you're actually prolific, babe. You, look, how many books have you got? <laughs> um, I've done, yeah, I've done all right. Like, basically, I think... I've... No, answer the question. How many books have you had published? Oh, all right. I've had three novels, two uh, books for teenagers, and I've edited three collections of essays. Uh, so that's yeah. eight. Eight books. Yes. I'm going to say you're prolific. I don't know anyone else with eight books. I know. Unless they're old. It's a old bit... people yeah, have eight I... books. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's funny because I had... Um, I've I had a, a book coming out in September this year, which I kind of wrote very, very quickly. Um, and then we decided to put, push it back to February next year, just because like, obviously with bookshops being shut, um, loads of books are being pushed to, towards later on in the year. And um, so, and because it's a memoir and it's very personal, I was sort of gearing up to kind of talk about my life a lot. And now I've kind of got this sort of weird stay of execution where I'm sort of thinking, oh God, is, I've now got away an extra six months. Um, but yeah, it's been like basically since The Good Immigrant came out, things have just exploded. And I think I've just, I've always sort of had, I think, a good work ethic um, because my mum was very work ethic orientated. Mm -hmm. um, 
and and I had a couple of things that I'd, I'd been working on for a while because uh, I finished my second novel in like I finished it in 2013 and it came out in 2014 and then the immigrant came out in 2016 but I, I was already working on things in between 2013 and 2018 when like a bunch of things came out so I think I um I, I just just had a pit yeah I've got eight fucking books out I don't know why I'm downplaying it yeah I'm amazing exactly thank you <laughs> absolutely um i mean imagine imagine a white man with eight books on the shelves in waterstones would be unbearable unbearable i'm telling you eight books it's not nothing um tell us about your this is not normally where we go but i'm i'm going there just because i can it's my show fuck it uh tell us about your latest book so yeah uh the next one to come out is called Brown Baby, uh, and it's uh, it's a memoir, weirdly. So um, I I became a dad in 2014, um, and not that it was anything special. And like I, I don't, we hadn't planned to have kids, but then we did what people do and got drunk at Christmas one year, mm. and um, so, and one I I wrote a column for the Observer for about six months where I was. The, the sort of the remit was to kind of write about parenting but also try and focus on like how you bring a child up in in a world that seems so bleak and so a lot of the the stories that I was writing about were like having difficult conversations with my kid about climate change or about racism or about um about you know about gender and so on and so forth and uh, um and how I kind of navigate those conversations and how I kind of had to I had to skill up I had to learn how to talk to my kid and um, and an editor approached me and said, is there a book version of this? And I was a bit like, I don't really want to write a memoir. I'm like, I'm not that interested. Like, I haven't, my parents, like, the way I raised my children isn't particularly interesting. But um, we, 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 we talked about it and, and the book ended up being essentially about grief and about raise, raising a child through a period of grief. My mum died 10 years ago and it was a very significant death and that was very unexpected. Mm. Uh, it was very sad and I was very close to my, I was emotionally very close to my mum and um, not having her around when, I, when my kid was growing up was, was really hard for me. And she, that all of the questions that I was sort of floundering around trying to answer, she would have been the one who would have been able to go look darling and, and explain stuff to me. And so the book kind of became it became a book about grief basically so um yeah it's called brown baby a memoir of race family and home uh and yeah it's out next, next oh, i can't wait i can't well i don't need to wait till it comes out because i uh have a copy um which i'm starting in lockdown and but i can't wait till everyone can read it and we can kind of talk about it uh more and it's but it has been put off till feb yes yeah so it's good, it's good to put it off till Feb because you want people to pick it up with the crash register at Waterstones, which they can't do if they're not allowed into Waterstones. Yeah, and I think a lot of books are, uh, that were supposed to come out in summer are being pushed to the autumn, and and I think you know people aren't people aren't automatically going to have a huge amount of um, disposable income to spend on all of the books that they could have been reading between mm. um, March this year and September so like let's let's space it out and you know make space Yeah I mean if James Bond isn't coming out I don't think you should bother You know what that is just so I I mean I can't believe I have to wait 
another year for the next Fast and Furious instalment. I'm actually. I mean, really I think you've 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 declared yourself as the real victim of this global pandemic. There. I know. I know. I mean, I mean, if 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 Vin Diesel wants to slip me a pirate copy just so I can know that the family is still together in the Fast and Furious films, I would be very happy. He's a big Guilty Feminist fan, so I can only imagine he's watching this live or will watch it on YouTube sometime in the next few days. Vin just loves... Every time I, he WhatsApps me, he's all, oh, I'm a feminist, but I make the Fast and the Furious. Doesn't really engage with women very much, he says. Stuff like that to me. All the time, all the time. He's like, what more can I do for the cause of women, Vin Diesel says. And I say, Vin, you're doing enough. You're doing your bit. You know, he does. He, he lives for it. Um, um, can I ask you, is, do you have any strategies for staying emotionally or mentally stable during this pandemic? Yes. Um, yeah, so I, I think, I think I, I, what I've been doing is applying how I write to the rest of my day, which is 45 minutes on, 15 minutes off. Uh, and I'm finding that's really helping. I'm also finding that the Freedom app is really good. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, the Freedom app basically uh, can either block your internet or block your social media. And it, oh. and it also, uh, and you set how long you want it to be off for. But here's the cool thing about it. Um, being a writer, I spend a lot of time in cafes. And, um, the, you used to. Or I used to spend a lot of time in cafes. And the Freedom app has a little function that allows you to play coffee shop noises. <laughs> oh nice um so i i think um restricting my news intake is really important i mean obviously in the last five days it's been incredibly hard i think like everyone uh, like everyone i've been incredibly angry about you know this dominic cumming story and uh mostly sad for people who um, you know, I, I had a, an uncle in my extended family die and I, I, I attended his funeral on webcam and I attended his the prayers for him on Zoom. And, you know, I just feel for all of the people who were in the in the inner circle and like who were the immediate family and everyone who's lost someone who has had to kind of grieve online while he gets to um, test. Well, I mean, like now's not the time to talk about politics, but. Um, oh, no, it is. You can talk about anything on this show. Um we we uh we we talked about um people are saying if, if, uh don't rustle or nothing in the mic i do the show every day and i'm doing it exactly the same way that i've been doing it so i don't know that it's my mic is your mic near anything rustly uh it might just be me shifting about um because no, I... something you did then oh no it's back again it's it's sort of like a like like wind near the it's like, you know, when you talk to someone on the phone and they're outside in the wind. I tell you what, I'm going to close the window. Hey! Yeah, um, no, I mean, we, we're, it's absolutely, the whole point of this show is you can talk about what's affecting you in lockdown. And, and of course, Dominic Cummings being Dominic Cummings and being feeling he's above it and he can set the law for the proles and do what he wants is angering everybody yeah. and apparently the police are saying it's harder to get people to do what they're meant to be doing now because people are not that I'm a fan of the police at the moment but um it, that, that people are just going well why should I and and that is absolutely not the attitude you should it Dominic Cummings isn't going to be the one who's punished if we all act the way we want to he's not the one that's going to die 
So, um, you know, I, I, we can't we can't punish Dominic Cummings by behaving as he behaved, but it does feel devastating that some people have missed family funerals, have missed really important occasions. You know, people that's like, I wasn't there for my dad's seventy fifth birthday or similar. You know, I think it's a it's it's just it just feels kind of devastating. Yeah, I know the noise is back, but I don't think we know what what is causing it. So I think we might just have to suffer through it. Um, it's something's rustling, but I don't know what it is. I can hear it too. Can you hear it, Nikesh? Stopped now. Oh, there it starts again. Could just be feedback, I think. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's feedback. I I've think it might be feedback. I've got you up quite loud, so maybe I'll just... Uh, maybe that's it. Could be feedback. Um, we could do headphones. I don't know that I can do headphones, actually, because I can only plug my headphones in if I take my battery out. I'm um, not my battery, my, um, my cord out. We can hear you fine. Okay. They can hear us. It's okay. Everyone's okay. Um, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Well, the, it's, it's been an interest. I think that the, the period of lockdown has been an interesting stress test for the idea that we're all in this together. We're all in this global pandemic together. And I think at various points I've felt very sad about how we're not all in this together. And it's, it's been a, it's been a very exposing time um, to, about social inequality uh, within this country within other countries and i think he just yeah he represents the greatest lie that um that this country tells about itself that it's a meritocracy and you know like mm. um and also we have a government that really wants to strip away elitism from politics and all the rest of it but the the very the very fact that he create he did commit a minor breach of lockdown rules according to the police and then and they're not going to press charges it just sort of proves that he is an elite yeah. and it's, it's bonkers and nearly nearly all of the people who have actually been fined for lockdown breaches are black and asian yeah it's just and then when you look at what's happening in america uh, it's it's so shocking it's so, and and yet it isn't. Like I feel like I'm going to do an op-ed piece, Nikesh, about this. That about when Me Too happened, so many men went. We're so shocked. We're so surprised. And I'm like, are you though? You have not been paying attention. You have not been, or you've blocked it yourself. You've like, I don't really want to see what this guy's doing. I don't want to see. You, you look down when a woman looks at you to kind of stop this behavior ally or you you're looking away and you're walking out of the room and you're trying not to see it you're lying to yourself or you're lying to us mm. and that's how i feel about white women now i feel like are white women going to step up and go we all weaponize our tears we all act vulnerable at times to get away with stuff to get extra we've all done it because white women are the least likely group to be criminalized in the whole world now we've not all turned that as a weapon onto a black or brown man at the risk of his, 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 his safety or his freedom or his life. But we all understand we could, and mm. we then must accept that we have power that is ill-gotten, that is projected upon us by society. And we must accept the responsibility the way we ask men to. I asked all men to step up at that point. And, if, and, and it is no good going, oh, it's so shocking. I'm so surprised. So are you though? You're not really, are you? If you think about it, you you can see what your power and your influence is, and you can see how quickly it can be 
inflicted upon the wrong people who are going to be who are going to be punished for your behavior and if you won't think about it you don't want to and if you will think about it then you have to admit this is what's happening mm. and i feel like we um someone's saying so many women also seem shocked but i don't we just can't ask men to close the power gap that they need to close while we go we don't have any power we just we we're just sad little victims and we're very vulnerable. Like it's no good. We do have power. We have great power and we've got to start. The first step is to acknowledge we have power, which white women do not want to do. And we're, we're just going to have to start like demanding that we do like asking each other to do admit it the way we wanted men to. So a couple of days ago, I, I'm not going to go into the specifics of it because I deleted the tweets because uh, they blew up a lot more than I anticipated them. You know, you just fling out a tweet, you go and do something else, and you come back mm. and you're like, oh, God. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've set um, fire to Twitter. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I left I, a candle on, on Twitter, <laughs> and now it's on fire. I tweeted about a, re a rejection for a project that I was working on uh, that came in this week that was a very racist rejection. And um, I... And loads, of it, the, the tweets went far and I ended up deleting them because they had potential blowback on uh, a young person of colour who works in the industry who had told me, who had passed on this information to me about why this script wasn't going forward. And I didn't want them, I don't want, yeah, I don't mind being a loud mouth when it affects me, but when it affects other people, I, um, you know, I don't, I, don't, I don't want that on my conscience. Um, but what was interesting about the thing because it was it was very much a thing about stuff that happens in tv was that i had very prominent actors and writers and directors of color kind of sharing their own stories and going yeah this has happened to me and this is horrible and i had loads of like secret secret messages from my, my, my white friends who work in tv um kind of going I'm very, I'm very surprised. I'm really shocked that this has happened. I'm really like, did this really happen? I'm really shocked. And Was this your and, tweet about saying, just to be clear, was this your tweet saying um, you, ha there was like, a, it was like an Asian every teen. It was like, we've got all our Asian shows. Thanks very much. Was it about that? Yeah. Yeah. And white people were saying they were shocked. Yeah. And, and I thought, but you've been in those rooms. And and and, sure. and and it's, it's, it, it is interesting because I think there there is a level to which when when we are you know when we are sort of like if there was a room full of just men and something happens and like the the, the men who sort of feel a little bit uncomfortable with how situations on on like has unfurled would sort of like raise their eyebrows but not say anything but then be surprised but they're the ones who tend to be surprised when someone points out that it's really messed up and they're like oh and, and it's sort of like a weird defensive thing because you're like oh my god am i like am i thus a, a misogynist by association and it's the same sort of thing like me kind of pointing out this racism and going this is racist um, I think my white friends are probably, are probably going, oh, God, have I been party to racism and just sort of accepted this as like a casual thing that's said and said in the industry like it's OK. And and I think it's because like it's it's really it is hard to call out all of this stuff. And, and I only I only sort of probably have the position I do to kind of call out the stuff because I sort of I took a leap of faith like five or six years ago and just said the thing and then once I've said the thing I can go on to kind of say things so I've already burned mm -hmm. all the bridges I'm going to burn so I understand for people that it same, is same. Mm, I feel but, the same 
I feel the same in terms of the feminist stuff. It's like once you start saying it, once you start saying the structure of comedy, the structure of what narrative stories are is inherently sexist and it's, it, it constantly marginalises female voices. And once you've said that, and then you talk about those other intersections, like I, only the people that, want, that really wanted to commission you are going to commission you anyway. You might as well say what you want to say at that point. Um, yeah. And I mean, I think you are probably braver than I am usually. I, I don't know about that. I, I think, I don't know. I don't feel brave. I don't feel brave. I feel like I probably like, uh, 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 probably a bit of me is like, well, I've pissed off all the people I'm going to piss off. So, you know. Yeah. Um, but, double but, down. <laughs> yeah, double down. Much like our prime minister. But I, I, don't, I, don't know how, I don't know how you feel about this, but I, I think a pragmatic part of me probably thinks it's a good way of ensuring you don't end up working with dicks. Mm. I mean, I still probably end up do working with, with dicks, but like, it's a good filter mechanism for mm -hmm. like, ensuring you don't work with dicks. Yeah, I, and I, I, you know, I think that's actually a, a good call. Like, did you want to work with them anyway, if they're going to be like it? But that thing of white people going, oh, I'm so surprised that more, that anybody said, oh, we have enough Asian stories. The thing is, the reason I'm not surprised by that at all. In fact, I think it's, it's, it's more than plausible. It's, it's it completely expected for me is because for years we've had we've already got a um one uh, we've 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 already got a female driven project on the channel and i used to say to them and how many male driven projects have you got because yes. i'd like to know because well if you, you have you only got one male one and one female one in which case you've only got two projects then i'm fine with it uh, De Deborah, we had smacked the pony 10 years ago like what more do you want what more do you want <laughs> we've had goodness gracious me and i think that really said that was the final word on Asian <laughs> yeah. comedy. It's sort of like stuff like, I had that once, the last word. I think so-and-so had the last word on that. And I'm like, the last <laughs> oh word God. 10 years ago, but the climate's changed. Like, what? And also there are young women now who wouldn't kind of see it. it. So it's completely expected for me. I would say, I mean, the thing is, women have come into vogue. We're having a moment. God knows how long it's going to last. And there's certainly more appetite for diversity uh, than there was overall. But even within that, to even now be saying, we've got, we've got our Asian project set up. It's like, why can't it be a teen? This isn't, this isn't an Asian project. This is a teen project. Yeah. But the, but and that's how they have to start seeing it. Is this the best teen project we could have? In which case, the Asian-ness is, well, of course, there'll be a filtered lens, but the Asian-ness is not going to stop teenagers of all races enjoying it but the, i think that this is the problem with with the diversity and inclusion conversation because i think it people think it's it's for me you know like i need to see that representation but but i but i often think that actually i, I you know i've spent years putting myself um like imagine like having myself my mirror be like ross geller or like any, any mm -hmm. other umpteen billion white guys so you know my, my imagination is pretty good but what we have is a generation of of men who like and i use this example quite a lot like there were where there were men on the internet who were so furious about um 
this is what they, this is what their petition was called the lady ghostbusters film <laughs> that, they, that they were willing to suspend their disbelief enough for a world that, where ghosts need busting but they can suspend their disbelief enough for the, for the thought that four women could do it and i thought they need diversity more than me because yeah. they you know the, otherwise you know because like the coming of age story is white the Asian coming of age story is the Asian story, um, and 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 ultimately, it just it just comes down to a lack of imagination. I think you know we're well, we're in the, it we're is in how the we build. Sorry, you go. Keep going. Sorry. No, no, Karen, Karen, Karen. Sorry. No, no, no. You, no, please. I've interrupted you, and it's your show. Well, I, I, I think we're, we're in the world, we're in the make-believe world, you know, where, you know, where, where our make-believe can be mirrors and they can be windows, but we're in the make-believe world. And if people mm. can't, if people lack the imagination to, to, to picture a, a black James Bond or, um, you know, lay, lay female goes, Doctor Who. Yeah. And all the rest of it. I just, and it, it, I, I can't remember which Doctor Who it was. I think it was Peter Davidson, maybe. But when Jodie Whittaker was announced as the new Doctor Who, he said that he he was really sad that this meant there was going to be one fewer role model for men, for boys. And I thought, but uh, why can't Jodie Whittaker be a role model for boys? I, I don't understand. Like, I don't... Also, when do teenage girls or you know young girls get to have the female role model uh, and so on and so forth um, well i think that's more the question and i think i think peter was quite sorry he said that but i but um uh, uh, but i think it i i think that's the question is the is the male role model is the default role model mm. the female role model is the female role model so generations of girls have read harry potter and nobody questioned that Harry Potter was that there was their role model, and there was some representation there with Hermione. End of story. Like you know, and and nearly all of the characters in those books are male, and there's some the female characters are, def are the sort of side characters. Um, no one questions that, but the worst witch is only for girls, mm. and it's always that way. And then and then and and that is why we we lack empathy for as a whole society we lack empathy for women women lack empathy for women as well we're much more likely to tear down women or if a female prime minister does i mean this country we've only had two female prime ministers and you know it's it, neither was any one that i would have empathy for but do you know what i mean like when julia gillard was in power in um australia or whatever the, the, the quickness to to cast stones at women hollywood has done a great disservice because we that's how we build empathy is through story mm. so yeah. we've all got masses of empathy for white men we've because we've seen them struggle and we've seen them do everything and we've felt all their feelings all our lives um and the reason that we need that teenage every the asian teenage every man story every man every boy story every girl story whatever is because it's incredibly important for white people who are the dominant group um to to learn compassion and empathy and, and also just sort of hum humanity, like, oh, I'm a human being, you're a human being. Like that, that's, it. And, and to stop sort of looking at it as Asian or, or just, just you're, you're the hero of my story. Yeah. I'm looking at it through your eyes. I will now have, uh, I will now be able to look through the eyes of the person on the bus sitting opposite me. That's why it's so important, apart from also being important representation for young Asian kids and you know 
yeah exactly and i think i think a lot of people get hung up on the specificity as well you know like if you have an asian kid in a certain household eating a certain type of food but having the every teenagers trials and tribulations uh, and i think it's that sort of like that surface aesthetic of it being in an asian household with quite asian things that make people go oh this is a very asian thing but I, when i think about the specific like i when i was growing up like I watched countless American shows and at no point did anyone in any of those shows sit down and explain what homecoming was. But mm -hmm. I sort of, I am culturally aware what a homecoming dance is mm -hmm. or what a prom is or what Twinkies are. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a good, if you're a good storyteller, you find the universal in the, you find the universal in the specific. That's what our job is. You know, mm -hmm. that's what makes us good at what we do. And, and it is it's just the like and, and and also like name me one asian british asian sitcom that's on tv right now man like man like mo Bean. um but that's it yeah uh, yeah uh, and even most ancient you know sort of the archaic children's stories the once upon a times they're so often about princesses and royalty and castles and again i mean you don't have to have grown up in a castle to uh to uh, to to get all the specificity of those things it's very other actually it's very other nearly no child reading that has a turret i mean and yet we just kind of accept it we just see the picture and we think well that must be a turret i guess and she's letting her hair down and i guess you know it's it's so specific everything's specific um if it's any good and and we don't we absolutely don't need to to understand every reference. We, we can, we'll learn the references. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Is there anything about the lockdown, Nikesh, that surprised you the way you've responded or anybody else uh, has responded to this? Humanity has responded? <laughs> I, I, what I've really enjoyed has been getting to know my street and getting to know the people on my street. 
Um, and it's, it's made me realize that for as long as I've lived in this house, which is I'm going on 10 years, I've lived in this place. Um, you know, given that like half my life, I'm required to go to London. I live in Bristol. Um, I spend a lot of time outside of this house and thus outside of this community. Um, well, but actually on my, on my street, like, you know, we may not all have the same political views. We may not um, view the government in the same way. We, we may not even be ha experiencing the same pandemic, but we all want our street to be a, a nice and safe place for us all to live. And getting to know people on my street has been really interesting and really, really nice, I think. Um, it's and it's bizarre sort of... it's taken a lockdown for us to get to know our neighbours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Like the very, the, the thing that we were told, which is you're now not allowed to talk to anyone, it's sort of like, oh, well, now I kind of need to be connected to all these people in case anyone needs something. It's a very odd thing that it's, mm. that it's taken this. Um, do you think you will keep that up? I really hope so. I, re I really hope that this, this sort of sing signals a fundamental change for me because, I've, you know, I I've also uh, recognised that um, it's actually really nice to prepare three meals for yourself rather than like take mm -hmm. the easy way out um it's really like i don't actually need to spend that much money um i can i can be alone with my own thoughts uh, i don't have to constantly be listening to a podcast or watching something like i spend a lot of time mm -hmm. like walking or taking trains and all the rest of it and i'm always like listening to stuff or watching stuff or reading stuff and i can be alone with my own thoughts that's okay mm -hmm. and and actually like the more I allow thoughts to sit, the 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 be like the deeper I think about them, which I, I don't feel like I've done since I was a teenager when you like when I didn't have the internet and like I just had to think one thing and like spiral into the, the, the yeah it's the depths of it in my bedroom while listening to Radiohead. Um, um, I'm not ill, by the way. I've just got some hay fever. Um, uh, so I just I, every if I sneeze because because it's very hay fevery weather I think oh my god everyone's going to think I'm ill and then I'm giving them Corona over Instavirus in, over Instagram Instavirus my god I'm sorry um, yeah I that's interesting about you've not been alone with your thoughts since you were a teenager because since then the internet has filled in all the gaps yeah that's fascinating yeah I'm probably the same yeah um yeah. It, it's it, we do fill in the gaps too much now. Mm. I just don't do. let the mind run. I find if I've if I've been working on a script and I've been I don't know the answers or I can't see the wood for the trees, then I go and exercise. I just suddenly it just comes. I go, oh, there's a connection. There's a connection. There's a connection. I've been doing personal training, and sometimes I have to say to my person on Zoom, I say to my personal trainer, I'm really really sorry. I've just got to record this, and I'll pick up my phone and I'll voice note. Um, Mm. It, it that scene should be in her office and she should be doing this and 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 that's when he realizes and blah 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 and i just record a whole heap of things as those as they might go and i'm like i'm really sorry i know i'm meant to be in the middle of 25 squats or something but i have to i have she's like no 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 it's good to get it down i've the last the big script i was working on um that i've told you about because is, is i solved so many of the problems when i was doing something else mm. and it's just when your brain can just make those connections. And, and I couldn't, I can't be listening to something else while I'm exercising. I, mean, I can listen to music, but it's, it, I need to just sit with myself more often. How have you managed to do that during lockdown? Um, well, I, I'm a, I am a professional insomniac. So um, 
I, I've just been sort of sit, just sitting, sitting and like thinking or sitting like, you know, like, it sounds so wanky, but just sort of lying in bed, staring at the ceiling and just sort of sitting with things rather than like doing everything I can to sort of force myself to go to sleep. And, and it's, it's been, it's been nice. I, I, it's, I really, really miss my dad and I really, really miss my sisters. And that has been like, I don't live in the same city. It feels as... like you're not following your familial instincts enough. Could you get your dad to follow his, in, his fathering instincts and take you to Durham? These are the <laughs> suggestions. I yeah. mean, if your instinct's telling you you should be with your dad, I'm questioning why you're not. I, I, I think I'm going to wait for him to get coronavirus and then we will just go, we'll just go and hole up in a caravan together. I mean... <laughs> maybe, maybe the I'll... whole thing is stop following your... You don't need an announcement to say follow your instincts. That's what we were all doing before. The announcement is very specifically don't follow your instincts, follow these laws. Yeah. I mean, anyway. I, so you miss your dad. Can Ooh. I ask... When we get out of this, if you could do anything, suddenly if they said everything's back to normal, we've just sort of misted uh, a vaccine down, everything's back to normal, you can do anything you want, what would you do first? Oh, God. I, I, I go for a swim. Ah, oh, that's go nice. A, go for a swim. Did you swim a lot before? No, but I just I like I just I need I, I want to go and see the sea and I want to go and commune with the sea. I think, um, and swim. I, I find the sea quite calming. The question I've been asking people, and I, I guess I can ask you this: is um, if 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 I gave you a hundred pound voucher, uh, specifically a hundred pound voucher, so you don't just go, oh, I'll go to a fancy meal, um, and you can spend it guilt free. What meal are you going to go and get? Dishoom. Do you know Dishoom? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they have a Dishoom in Bristol. Um, they don't, but it's, oh, it's very close to my heart. It's very, very, very delicious. And it was the last meal we had before lockdown. Um, and uh, before we realised we should not be going out. And, I, and they were delivering for a while as well. And I was really excited. I thought, well, they're going to deliver all through lockdown. No, they didn't. They delivered for one week, in which time I had it once, because I thought they were going to deliver forever. And it turns out, no. Uh, so, yeah, hope, I'm hoping... I just heard the sad news that Valens is not going to be reopening. They're auctioning all of their properties off. And it's such a, a hallmark of the, uh, the queer community in Soho, Valens. It's been there since, I think, the 70s, Valens opened. And then they have, you know, they just opened more properties. But we used to go to Valens West after our impro show in Ells Court every single week. That was our thing. We all went to, for a late night at Valens West. And then sort of, you know, hangover breakfast in Soho and, you know, it, I don't know. I just think, yeah, that's quite sad. Um, but I think I would go to Dishoom. But also, um, I do love, I do love Rocker. That's quite fancy. Um, I, but I could eat there for a hundred quid. I mean, yeah, I'm very delighted by the, yeah, yeah. I'm very delighted by, I'm delighted by that budget. I think that's a good budget. That's a strong budget. Yeah. I, um, I, 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 I teeter between there's there's a dosa place just by Euston Station that people in my family have been going to since the 60s and it, there's nothing special but it's just like it's just like the cheers yeah 
those two places. I, I really love that place. Um, but oh man, there's but there's like there's a fish and chips restaurant in just outside of Lyme Regis in Dorset, where there's like it, the restaurant is mostly outdoors and it spills onto the beach and like it's one of those places where it's like the floor is sand. I just I think I just want to go to the seaside. Yeah. Well, you're allowed to drive now. You could drive to Western Supermare from Bristol pretty easily with your kids and get out and run around on the beach for a bit. You're allowed to do that. I think you should do that. I think I'm going to. I think you should. That's not against the law, and I don't think it's not dangerous either. Not against the law in this country at the moment is not a useful metric. Um, But you are, from Monday, allowed to meet five people outdoors if you have a garden um oh someone's saying no western has a higher number now okay yeah All so, right. so don't west, go to western don't, well western is the nearest beach to us that, that's my friend hillary uh who lives down the road um they that we we were going to go to the seaside there the other day and we uh, but the, we were sort of looking online and they all, they'd all shut all the car parks because there'd been this spike in cases at, at the hospital and they weren't accepting new patients in Western Hospital. Uh, um, I mean, it just it just sounds like the the government really want everyone to talking about Dominic Cummings and they really want businesses to be making money again. And so it's like, rush the re-entry of the country. Mm-hmm. And um, Well, I think the quicker they, they think now, because Dominic Cummings' story isn't going away because journalists have all got families. They forgot about that. And the journalists are angry because they also obeyed this. Um, so I think, I think uh, that it will hang around. And I think by doing things like going, but it's fine because we can all see six people now is probably a way of them going, if giving, giving us a treat because we feel r- ripped off. And I think, I don't know if it's safe, but okay, look, People are suggesting other beaches for you to go to that isn't Western Supermare. Um, but I uh, so but I do think maybe if you can go to a quiet beach and get... I mean, it's not dangerous if you're not staying away from people and it sounds like you need it. It definitely feels like... Um, li- little Mickey, can you sit in, the, sit in this car and eat this ice cream while Daddy goes into this motel and bangs his secretary for half an hour? <laughs> oh! Oh! Wow! Wow! <laughs> That's your T-shirt. <laughs> That's your T-shirt, Sorted. I cannot think that Hannah from the merch store is going to see anything better than that. Um, Dominic Cummings is, is the equivalent. The Cummings gate is the equivalent of little Mickey in the car with an ice cream while daddy bangs his secretary in a motel. And I don't care, Hannah, if you have to use the front and the back of the T-shirt for that. That's that's a, that's a stayer. Wow, wow. Can you we tell I felt Mickey. very? We are little Mickey in the car, and frankly, I don't even feel I got the fucking ice cream. <laughs> yeah. I'd be I'd be thrilled if the government gave us all a Mr. Whippy at this point. I'd say, yeah. well, is that something? <laughs> <laughs> Um, can you tell us, is there a piece of activism you'd like us to help you with this week? Anything, uh, anything we can follow, uh, amplify, uh, sign, donate to, if we have the money? God, there's so many things, isn't there? Uh, I guess most, most on my mind at the moment is, uh, I get, is thinking about how I can, 
what I can do within my community, my immediate media circle to address anti-blackness, especially what with what's going on with George Floyd and uh, what's going on in America. Um, so call out your racist uncles and aunties and <laughs> mums and dads, I guess. Uh, in terms of anything... God, you you sent me this earlier, and then I I was like, I better do some research this afternoon. But I ended up having a very lovely afternoon with my children, and I forgot to do some. That's totally fine. If you want to come up with something later and make a story, we can share the story. So you're going to come up with some kind of uh, race related uh, uh, anything we can follow. Um, it could be a charity, it could be a foundation, it could be a petition to sign, it could be. Um, some resources we can read. I've been sharing some resources that have been going around just generally for white people to educate ourselves better and do the work that Hollywood has not done uh, by reading uh, and listening and thinking uh, uh, just to, to more voices because we're not exposed to those voices in uh, if we just follow the path. Um, so if there's anything like that that you would like to share, Please share the story and at the Guilty Feminist and we'll share it. Definitely. Is there anything you've been watching or reading that you think we should watch or read? Uh, yeah, this is a really good time to plug. Um, so I judged a prize called the Jullock Prize, uh, uh, which is awards the best book by British writer of colour in the last year. And uh, we mm -hmm. announced our winner this week and it was Afropean by Johnny, Johnny Pitts. Uh, wow. Afropean Notes from Black Europe. And it's a really wonderful... Um, Travel great title yes yeah, brilliant it's a, what really a great title travel memoir about um different black communities in europe and it and it's, it does that thing that i think uh, you and i have spoken about in the past it's just that really delicate thing of making sure stories aren't lost by by recording them somewhere it's a, it's a wonderful act of archiving and, and and you know in a world in a world where we're trying like certain forces are trying to make it smaller um this is just a really big open armed project and it's just come out in paperback so it's cheaper than it was uh, a month ago um can you make so a story of that can you take a picture of that book and make a story yeah, and definitely. i'll do a swipe up so people can buy it from blackwells yeah definitely uh, what have i been watching i i've been re-watching new girl on netflix because it's very it's very easy watching yeah uh, but i've also really been enjoying god you know when someone goes name your 10 favorite films right now and then you're like um i have never seen a film ever <laughs> uh, oh i read uh, another book that i read that i really loved is um notes uh, from the apocalypse uh by mark o'connell which is it's it's, it's almost john ronson-esque it's like a really funny book exploration of people who are preparing for the end of the world so he goes and meets people who who trade in cold war bunkers people who are survivalists people who are um, uploading their brains to different bits of technology and it's really wonderful and weird and also if you want something funny and and frivolous but also really brilliant um wow no thank you by samantha irby who i think is one of the funniest essayists wow. around i like the look of those please make stories of those because i want to share them Yes, and I yeah, actually well, want to read them. Um, I can't think of anything I've watched. I've watched lots of really good TV, but it's all gone out of my brain. Um, um, I've just started the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which people have been demanding I watch for ages, and I've continued not to. But I have, I have started enjoying it. And also, if you can get it here, I think you, I think it's on Sky here, um, but it's also on Hulu. Um, 
the story of the 1970s women's rights movement, uh, Mrs. America, is incredible, genuinely incredible. Um, and it's sort of, his, it's, yeah, and it, I won't say any more about it. Um, those are my recommendations for uh, today. Um, can, I, can I say one thing about Miss Maisel? Sorry. Yeah, please. Which I, I'm a really big fan of it. And yesterday I, I found the, the original script that she wrote before it went into production, the original script. I found it on a site called The Script Lab and read it. And it is such a brilliantly written script. I'll, I'll send is it to if you if you want to read it. It's, yes, so, good. it's so brilliantly written. And wow. then... And, and it just it just sort of made me think a lot about how to write scripts. Um, and it, yeah. Wonderful. Um, the, the answer to how do I keep up with my reading list from Sophie there is I don't. Um, I'm going to show you something horrifying now. These are the feminist. Oh, I've just pulled the cord out. These are the feminist. These are the feminist books that I have been sent lately. That are, this is this is the pile next to my bed. And it's 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 genuinely horrifying. Let me see if I can turn around. Hold on. There you go. Wow. It's, it's, it's terrifying. And the thing is, I just don't read enough because I'm always on my phone and I'm always writing and I'm always making podcasts and stuff. And I find it really hard because you've got to settle into a book and you sort of getting a snatch of 10 pages here and 10 pages there. Uh, getting a snatch is, of course, the name of my next book. Um, <laughs> um, uh, um uh is just it's just i found it very very difficult but uh but i do try and it's more i tend to read a little bit of a lot of books uh i really wish that i read the whole of more books and that is a goal for 2020 but 2020 is not a time to making goals it's a time to survive um uh so uh what's the other thing i was going to ask oh is there anything else of yours that we should be looking at uh again you can make stories of these things Anything that you think is a hidden gems, uh, saying it's not even tidy. Don't tidy shame me during lockdown. I will not be tidy shamed right now. I will not. I will not. Do you know the hours I'm working right now without my normal go-to plugins like seeing other human beings? If I could make <laughs> eye contact with somebody who wasn't my husband or one of my cats, I would come home and tidy. But as that is not a fucking option for me, that that pile will remain like that, and I'm so sorry if you're a tidy person, and if it, that was if that's triggering for you, I apologise, but not really. Um, anything else of yours that we should be watching, or looking so, at, not watching, like reading or looking at or following, or I mean, I mean, go 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 to Amazon and read up on read the blurbs of all of the books and just pick the one you think you might like. Um, right, but a project. And can I suggest you go to Blackwell's, not Amazon? Yeah, sure. I mean, just I just feel like Bezos has enough during this lockdown. Um, oh no, you re you read the blurbs on Amazon and then go to your your seller of choice. Um, no, but a, a project that I did do so about a month ago when lockdown first started, uh, a brilliant actor called Sasha Dewan, who if you're a Doctor Who fan, he's currently the master on Doctor Who. He had um, come to a uh, a theatre festival that I'd written a, a monologue for called My White Best Friend. Um, and he he wanted to collaborate on this project called Visual Virtual Collaborators, um, where I wrote a monologue. Um, a brilliant director called Millie Bhatia directed it and he performed it. And we wrote, we, we, we spoke a lot for, for about three weeks and then we settled on the idea of... Um, someone doing a live stream for the first time and them kind of it, them uh, 
sort of so what we ended up with was a stand-up comedian does a live stream for the first time and with the absence of laughter with the absence of the atmosphere of being in a club they kind of start to crumble emotionally and we did this we did this monologue it came out like two weeks ago um mm -hmm. it's like nine minutes for your time if you go to youtube it's called yash gill's power half hour and it's again it can was you make a story because we will not remember that sorry to make oh, you make all these stories no no don't worry i need i need to i need to um promote it a bit more um but, but it was it was a really lovely thing to work on uh right. and it really kept me going at the start of lo lockdown because it was it was so emergent and fun to do can i just say that i'm doing uh, uh for amnesty international the secret policeman unlocked and uh we've got two next week we've already recorded one is uh siobhan mcsweeney who plays uh, sister Michael in Derry Girls and Juliet Stevenson talking about doing the four Yorkshire women as opposed to the four Yorkshire men and the other is a very special reunion of the Goodness Gracious Me cast uh, talking about going for an English along with Anish Kumar who was one of the actors who recreated it on the Secret Policeman's tour in Edinburgh I was uh, there Yes, we, we were there That's where we met for the first time in real life I'd forgotten, I'd forgotten, you're right um, so uh, we're doing, uh, so we've already recorded the reunion, but so uh, the, we're, there's going to be uh, like clips from both the sketch at the Secret Policeman's Ball at the Wem at Wembley Arena that the original cast did and audio clips of the one we did in Edinburgh uh, with Kilvinda uh, and uh, Nish and Sindhu and Bishakay Ali and uh, Himesh Patel. And uh, we uh, then we'll have a live Q and A. This is Wednesday night next week. I'll put it. All, I'll make stories. I'll put it all the socials. But there'll be a live Q and A, so you can ask questions. And we we did we recorded it just last week. And they said, "Oh, this God, this is the first time we've been together in the same room for years." And I was like, "You're not in the same room," but it felt like we were. It was really, really moving and very, very funny. Um, and I got to host it. I can't even believe it. It felt like such a privilege. And I'd like to think, why the hell have I got to host that? But it's only because I'm doing the Secret Policeman that I did. And I feel very, very, very privileged to have done that so those both of those are coming out next week and there is a q a with the original goodness gracious me cast um after and and nish i think after the after the we released the going for an english one um so please 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 tune in for that check out out on our socials um and i am now as at seven o'clock on the mary beard culture lockdown show on bbc2 so if you'd like to double screen me at the moment tune into bbc2 <laughs> Otherwise, watch it on iPlayer, and I'm talking about Risk. Martin Scorsese is also on tonight. He's very excited about being on the same show as me. We weren't together, just to be clear. It's, it's, um, it's a segment four hours long. <laughs> his segment is entirely unedited. I don't think I'll get any airtime at all. I can't imagine. I was on with, with a doctor of risk called David from Cambridge University. I was not on with Martin Scorsese, but I'm very excited to be sharing a bill with him. And he's, more, he's just WhatsApped me now saying he can't wait. Um, uh, <laughs> Nikesh, is anything about this whole experience given you any renewed hope in humanity? Do you find any of this, are you thinking, maybe we'll turn this around environment-wise, that we've proven we can keep planes out of the sky? Uh, Empathy-wise, that maybe now we might empathise with refugees more now that we've had a sudden change inflicted on us that wasn't our fault and, you know, it's hard to cope with. Is there anything that gives you hope? Yes, I I think that during during pandemic there have been some really big conversations about social inequality that I think have been hitting harder because I think people have been 
we've all been in it together but i think people have slowly been realizing that because of because of systems because of institutions uh we're not and i i'm really hopeful that that's going to result in some big difficult conversations in the years to come and also don't vote tory guys come 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 on my friends uh fatima mawa's in australia oh you sorry sorry. Uh, oh yeah my friend sorry go on Oh, uh, sorry. I just got a call from Nish Kumar of all people, um, probably going, "Hey, I'm watching you on Instagram Live. I just wanted to check it was live." Oh, okay, probably. He's probably because we've mentioned him. It's a bit like Beetlejuice. I mentioned him three times, so he was summoned. <laughs> um, I he, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I can't remember what I was going to say now. What? Oh, yeah, my friend Fatima Mawa's uh, made an Instagram story. Um, and I don't know if it was hers or she was showing a meme, but I think it might've been hers, but she said, we're all in the same storm. We're not all in the same boat. Mm. And I think it's a great way of putting it. You could be on a tiny raft or you could have no boat at all, or you can be on some magnificent ocean liner and hardly notice it. And I think that's, that's what we have to remember. And we're going to need a bigger boat. I'd, um, l- I'd love to be on the sea. Sorry, I've mentioned the ocean again. <laughs> and I know that's a particular trigger for you. And I apologise. Uh, Nikesh, we're going to get cut off in a second because Instagram cuts you off after an hour. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure and a privilege to have you. No, Is there anything you. else you want to say quickly so you get a t- the T-shirt you want? Or anything else you didn't tell us that you think we should know? Uh, thank you so much for doing this. You're brilliant. And this, this was fun to do. I've got another, I've got, an, I've got a new manifestation of a project coming up I want to talk to you about, but I'll tell you offline after you've talked to Nish Kimar. Uh, Nikesh Shukla, thank you so much. Uh, tomorrow we have, oh, tomorrow we have Jamie Lee who plays Michelle on Derry Girls. Uh, so tune in 6pm tomorrow for the new normal and you will be able to see, she's, she's, a, she's a live wire. She did the last Secret Policeman's tour and along with other, various other Derry Girls, we did a Derry Girls sketch uh, Derry Girls Learn About Human Rights from Sister Michael, which was absolutely hysterical. And uh, she's one of my favourite people. Uh, so tune in tomorrow at six o'clock for that. And everyone say bye-bye, Nikesh. Thank you so much. You've Bye. been wonderful. Thank you for telling us about uh, your life in lockdown. It's been marvellous. See you soon. Bye. Bye. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Discover South Carolina. 